0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's your buddy Gavin, Phil O'Buster Freestyle, back at you. I think it's Sunday. I know it's Sunday. I think it's February 17th. I'm almost positive. But um, Sunday, February 17th, easy for me to say, we are about a couple hours away from Episode 7 of True Detective Season 3. And if you think back to literally 2015, which was when Season 2 of True Detective was... The great Andrew Patterson and myself tried to make sense of the franchise, True Detective, which we so, so much loved, held in such esteem for season one back in 2014, and a year later in 2015, it was in shambles. It's been a long time since then. So we are six out of eight episodes deep in True Detective season three. That means we're three quarters of the way through. I am much Uh, impressed with the rebound of the season three of True Detective. So figured I'd talk to my buddy Andrew Patterson and see how he was feeling about it. A couple things I want to say very quickly before I bring Andrew on post-theme song. Andrew Patterson is the king of many things on this show, including background noise. So pay attention to the background noise, and if you're in a safe place and you're 21+, and you're looking for... Uh, some type of a, a, a game involving you know, drinking or something of that nature, taking a sip of something um, when something off script happens, Andrew Patterson's the king of that. So pay attention to our, our rules of the filibuster freestyle, which is anytime there is a noise that is heard that is not uh, either the host, myself, or one of our booked guests speaking, such as maybe a dog bark or a cricket infestation, two things that Andrew Patterson is known for, uh, you go ahead and just do what you got to do, but again, make sure you're 21 plus. Make sure you're in a safe place. Okay, Andrew Patterson on the other side of the theme song, which is coming up right now. Filibuster, filibuster, freestyle, filibuster, filibuster. Watch out for the filibuster. Filibuster, freestyle. Filibuster, freestyle. It's the filibuster freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. All right, ladies and gentlemen. As promised. By the way, I said ladies and gentlemens. Uh, yes. And a man who deserves to see not only ladies, but gentlemens. Andrew Patterson joins us. First time since for in 2019. How you doing, man? Yeah.
1: First time this year. Feels good.
0: Yeah. We only got to February. You, you are uh, about to celebrate not only President's Day tomorrow, but school vacation up in Massachusetts. You excited about that?
1: Uh, I'm very excited. As you know, I'm a big fan of celebrating President's Day. Um, one of the top three holidays of the year, in my opinion.
0: What are um, the other two?
1: I, um, no, I was mostly just making a bad joke that, like,
0: that is really not a very. Great... I
1: was celebrating President's Day, and I'm trying hard to imagine what celebrating President's Day is like.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess because... I don't know
1: what that celebration involves.
0: <laughs> ah, so you were being facetious.
1: I was poorly, poorly
0: my dad. It's okay. It's um I'm just getting used to your movements as always. Uh, for those of you yeah. for those of you at home who can't see Andrew moving around his house. He is moving around his house.
1: <laughs> new, new year, same me. New year, same me.
0: Did you paint that accent wall uh, accent wall in your kitchen or am I just making stuff up?
1: Uh, I think you're just making stuff up and I'm probably being shaky. I've not painted anything in this house in
0: a while. Be fantastic. So the answer is But there. I
1: painted the town red. If
0: you oh, know what I Oh, well up. in that case. Un- unofficial sponsor of the week. Painting the Town Red yeah. by PPG Paints. Right. All right. right. So speaking of Painting the Town Red, um, I went back and and, and remember... Actually, I didn't have to go back. I, I aspire to go back and listen to some of our 2015 pods on Season 2 of True Detective. But I, what, I rea- <laughs> what I realized is I didn't have to because I can remember the first thing you said to me when I called you after Episode 8, Season 2 ended. And I asked yeah. you, Andrew, what do you think? And you said, and I quote, It was so bad. It was so bad. It was so bad. (laughs) It was. It (laughs) was. And that's all that we have to say in terms of remembering season two of True Detective.
1: We never have to go back to it. We never have to
0: go back. But so the beauty is season three has once again piqued our interests.
1: Oh, Gavin, actually, hold on. True Detective?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, no, I've just been watching all of the Saved by the Bell on Netflix. Uh, I thought we were doing a Saved by the
0: Bell... Oh, you were waiting podcast. for the, the illustrious Mr. Belding Files. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I haven't watched a minute of season three of True Detective.
0: Oh, perfect. Okay. Well, this is going to be a short podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he jests, ladies uh, and gentlemen. I, I, I joke
1: badly. I, I, it is it's, – it's fantastic. I think I, – it's been said many times on this podcast – there might not be many bigger fans of season one of True Detective than me. Yes. And nobody who detests season two of True Detective more than me. Um, and season three is fantastic.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I like that you're going there, too. I'm in the same boat. I mean, let me just start with some of my notes. And if you want to riff off you know, off off of them, like both, yeah. both directly and indirectly, or just take your own thing, go. But I'll start us off with this. And I think you just nailed it. Going back to the concept of of following the same main characters but at different times in their lives, absolutely the right move for True Detective. And I would dare say that this may have been the unknown secret sauce of season one because this season is is clever and original, but they're definitely borrowing from that angle of the same characters and – following different parts of their lives, and obviously season two did not do any of that, and that's why we're never talking about it again. So I'm not saying season one only was good because of the secret sauce of this. I'm just saying great move in season three, bringing it back.
1: Yeah, because you know what? It makes it feel like the same show as season one. Even if uh, everything else was and is very different, it feels like the same show as season one, whereas season two did not feel like the same show at all.
0: Right, it just felt like a show with the same name. (laughs) right. Right. <laughs> it would be like if one of those Spider-Man reboots, they just called it Spider-Man again, but they didn't even give him the suit. They were just like, no, we're just calling it Spider-Man because people know it.
1: So can I riff on this because this, is, this bothers me? Yeah. Uh, when did the original Spider-Man with, not the original, but the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man come up?
0: Uh, I'm grasping at straws here, but I'm going to go like 05 to, to 2010-ish.
1: Okay, right. And how many times have they rebooted it
0: like at least twice. That's insane. And they've done it at least twice with trilogies. It wasn't like they made three Spider-Man movies. They made nine Spider-Man movies.
1: Yeah. No, that's insane. Because especially considering I've seen uh, zero of any of these Spider-Man movies. Well,
0: as folks may or may not remember, you don't watch a lot of movies. But still, no. I agree with you 100% that it's way too many Spider-Man reboots and way too little, way little time. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this. So obviously, unless I'm mistaken, and I did not extensively prep on season one because it did happen five years ago, we only took place in two time periods in that movie, correct? Yes. No, that's that show. Harrelson
1: giving the interview, basically, and the original timeline.
0: Correct. So I really like that they've added a third dimension of time to this season, um, being the 2015 old man characters, because it actually makes... You know, 1980s when it all went down. 1990, I think we're about to find out, we're finding out through six episodes now that more crap is going down in 1990. Yeah. And I like that they have to reflect on two things and be through the lens of um, Hayes, the main character, Wayne Hayes, having dementia or slight dementia. A hundred percent. Right. Crazy stuff and great stuff. Because
1: you know what makes that great too is they don't have to play hard for it still to be a mystery in that final timeline. Do you know what I mean? Right. It makes sense. It doesn't feel cheap the way they're not revealing the details. It fits.
0: Yeah, because the main character doesn't remember it all. Right. Likely. Right. Um, so, just really quickly, props to uh, Marishala Ali as Detective Wayne Hayes. He's killing it. Killing it. Killing it.
1: Can I tell you this? And I wish I remembered where I read it because okay. I could properly cite it. Okay. How do you say his first name again?
0: I think it's Marishala.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, 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 that's not how I've been saying it, but I, like I have... Zero confidence in how I've been saying it. So, Meher Shala Ali, I read, he was originally supposed to try out for Stephen dorse's character's role. Oh. And they sent him the script. And, I mean, I don't know how much of this is the dramatized version of it, but the sure. basic story is, he, like, went to the audition, and he was like, yeah, I'm not going to read for that character. I'm going to read for the main character. Right. Nice. And they were like okay, but I mean, like, you would fit more of this character, and he was like, no, I read your script, and it would make more, I think it would be, you'd even have a better show if the main character was black. Mm, so yeah. I'm going to read for the main character. And he read for the main character and was so good that they went back and rewrote the script to make him the main character. The lead
0: guy. The well, lead guy. Well, I think, I find his storyline fascinating, and maybe we'll get into that a little bit more. I am really pleased to see our boy Stephen Dorff back yeah, in a prominent role. I do agree that Stephen Dorff definitely would not have gotten casted as the lead if the lead no. had been a white dude. So, no, good, good for Stephen Dorff that Mr. Ali was able, was like, no, I'm the lead dog. Can
1: can can I say one the one the biggest negative I have with this show? Yeah, is Stephen Dorff's wig in the 1980 <laughs> portion of events?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's is it I can't tell if it's supposed to be bad. Or just bad, and they're not. I just think it. they're
0: having a lot of trouble making him look young. Yeah. So they just had to give him wild ass hair to be like, oh, this is nineteen eighty. <laughs> it, it's, it's
1: very, it's very distracting. He almost looks older with
0: that. He does. that in, in nineteen ninety, I totally agree. I totally agree. Because he
1: looks like he's covering up being bald. Right. They should have like reversed those hairs.
0: They, they should have reversed those hairs. They should have. Um, by the way, freight train going by the house for those of you playing the filibuster freestyle game, the drinking game. That is that counts.
1: Yeah.
0: Freight trains. Get it in there. Freight trains count. And like I said in the pre-show, for people who maybe somehow forced, fast forward to right now, if you're not 21 or you're not in a safe spot, don't play the game. Yes. Always,
1: I, always sound advice.
0: But back to the wig. You're 100% right. The wig is for like a 50-year-old man trying to look young, which is actually, yeah. though, what Stephen Dorff, the man in real life, is trying to do.
1: It's, exactly.
0: But it sucks because uh, he, looks, he looks like a 45-year-old dude in both scenes, just one with really bad hair. Right,
1: right, right. I was... <laughs> looks younger in the
0: 1990s he does he does you're right. Uh, you're right like
1: it would be one thing too if they could acknowledge it you know what I mean maybe acknowledge it at some point being like you know what I mean all you need is a line is like oh you're looking better since you got rid of that damn wig
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: problem solved let's acknowledge the elephant in the room that is this atrocious let's, wig you put on this well band.
0: with 25 percent of the season left including tonight's premiere of episode seven maybe they'll give that to us Maybe okay. they, I doubt it highly but maybe they will but a good, a good and worthwhile point to make in terms of breaking the fourth wall. Um, so I didn't, I just wanna do, I do wanna say one thing. I didn't have um, a problem with the casting of season two so much as the lack of cleverness. And I really, again, I wanna give HBO a slap on the wrist for season two and kudos for allowing season three to marinate over like a four year period. Yeah. Because the cleverness is back. And the creator, Nick Pizzolato, Who's also directing some episodes this season. I think they've been very good episodes, very good writing, and the directing I think has been good too. The storytelling has been very good.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been tremendous. And I've said it, I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but I've said it before, that HBO has acknowledged it, learned its lesson yeah. from season two True Detective.
0: For sure. And, and, and that
1: do not force these people in like you have this venue and let them write how they're gonna write it. Like Netflix does a great job of that. Netflix does not put these people on timelines. Right. Um, because actually then you're still paying for your subscription for the next season anyway. So keep it going, you know? Right.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I also think like they, they, they know this because the, and I know it was way more established, but they give Larry David like endless runway. If he feels like mm-hmm. he's got enough for curb your enthusiasm, he gets to come back with it. If he doesn't no big whoop, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and right. I understand that one season, a true detective does not make the arc that Larry David has built for himself. But you should learn from this. Like, for instance, yes. Westworld Season 2 stunk. We talked about that last year, whenever the hell that ended, that train wreck ending. Atrocious. right. And they're already doing a Season 3. They're bringing in Jesse Paul of uh, Breaking Bad fame. Aaron Paul, Aaron Paul. His name is Jesse on the show, sorry. Um, right. But anyway, they're bringing Aaron Paul in, which I think we've talked about briefly offline. Like, we're, we're, we're maybe into it, but I'm not going to do a pod on it.
1: No no absolutely not it would have to it would have to like, basically what True Detective had to do yeah it's gonna if have to was do no this dedication to a pod before the season started running
0: correct correct let me ask you this though I completely admit this is fantastic and I would de- I'd love to get into some elements of this season that you like dislike whatever I'm not as generally creeped out this season as I was after six episodes of, ep- of season one would you agree with that
1: one hundred percent, and in fact, a friend of the pod, Mark Lawther, has commented on the same thing. He's trying to get his wife to watch season one, mm. and he and she because she started with season three, and she's like, "Oh, this isn't too creepy." And Mark has been like, "Oh yeah, season one is fine.
0: Uh, Super creepy." I, I, I kind
1: of blew that for him, and I was like, "Oh no, it's creepy as shit," without really fully knowing the backstory.
0: Yeah, I was. Comp- and I've said this before too I actually was out on season one I was living at Walnut Academy at the time with my, my cousin Doug Brown the aviator Yeah. and I would literally like play on the computer or read books while they watched it and I was in the room oh really? Th- through season through episode four and then there was this scene spoiler alert but it's 2014 everybody so screw you um, yeah. there was the scene where basically it was like a, like a seven minute like police home invasion and shootings in like it a neighborhood yeah, it was the greatest scene of all time for the series, yep. and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna go back and watch the rest of this show." I'm in now. But when I did, I was like, "Damn, this is creepy as f."
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Like, here's the thing: there's that there is, and I don't know if it's in your notes. There is a creepy element to this. Very much
0: like,
1: so. The the sub mystery of like what is going on with time? There's something weird going on with time yeah. in this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Where he's as an old man, like feeling his younger version, or as, or as a young man, his older version in the same room. Yes, the way he kind of reacts to almost what he said in different timelines in the scene on. Um, there's something going on there too.
0: Yeah, there's a creepiness, and his 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 dementia and the way they portray his dementia. It looks like there's some, v- you know, he's got some Viet Cong flashbacks from Vietnam. Right. He's got some flashbacks to 1990. He's asking people to look outside for a black sedan. And in the scenes for this week, you see a black sedan in 1990 parked outside the house. So he is completely mixing and matching like stressful and weird situations, which for the viewer is a little creepy because you, you like the guy still. But here's a point I wanted to make. I don't think once we find out what they did in 1990, him and Stephen Dorff's character, we're going to think as favorably about them anymore.
1: It's going to be really... I mean, they really you're they're really playing with Steven Dorf's character here yeah. in a trying to make you unsure of what's going on. There are times where you think he's the good guy, and then there are times where you're just like, What did they do? You know? Yeah. But to go back to like the Black sedan thing with, with this all of this and like not being sure on is Steven Dorf really a good guy or a bad guy? Yeah. But if you if you remember in the last episode he had Steven Dorf look outside for um to see if there's a black sedan there, yeah, and it never showed the shot outside the window. It just showed Stevendorf Dorf saying no, right. So like you you look at it and you're like, oh, maybe there is, like, but maybe that's just putting you in the window of Muharshal Ali, or maybe it's like you know what I mean. You don't know. It's playing with you again, right? Which I now, really yeah, and
0: that, that that scene was that scene was big because. I feel like Dorf's character is saying, I can't let Ali's character let us get sold out for what we did. I need a quick timeout, and yeah. then I'm
1: going to get you back to your point. If you are playing the filibuster freestyle drinking game at home, uh, dedication to not learning any TV show character names and just always referencing them by the actor who plays the character. I have them, though. Take a drink.
0: Okay, I have them though. We've
1: called them Stephen Dorf and Merchad Ali the entire. Okay, podcast. their
0: names are Wayne Hayes and Roland West. But you're right. Okay, you
1: did say Wayne Hayes at one point. I think I That's
0: did not great. say Roland West, but Roland West is Stephen Dorf's character. Stephen Dorf's character. So yeah, I like the name Stephen Dork better. <laughs>
1: I guarantee you, Steven Dorf beat the crap out of plenty of kids in elementary school who called him that.
0: That's a good point. You have you have good ex- expertise there, being a teacher now.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, all right. So anyway, I think that Roland West goes into his study and sees how much Hayes has been doing with that book that his wife wrote, and he's like, "I got to steal this book. I got to steal this research. This guy's going to like rat us out to the TV investigation during you know people." I'm wondering, and I do agree that that that. Hayes is suffering from dementia, but I wonder if he rope-a-doped him into not stealing his book by pretending he was so far gone that the guy was like, shit, just let him have his book. Sorry I swore, everybody, but he's like, let him have his yeah. little book. He's 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 crazy anyway, you know? there's That was a, a big scene, I think. That was a very big scene, I think.
1: See, I'm not even convinced that that's not a red herring. Okay. To make us think Stephen Dorff is like a... I, It could just be Stephen Dorff concerned about, uh, or Roland West concerned about Wallace Hayes' uh, state of mind. Fair. Like, I'm still ready for that at the end, Roland, to be a good guy.
0: Okay. I agree, and this show's great at red herrings. I mean, it absolutely is.
1: 100%.
0: So, so, any other red herrings that stick out to you, just to put you on the spot, or not, not that you know of right now? Um... I'm sure we'll get you know, to that. The up.
1: only thing is, and I only say this because I was like, season, uh, episode one, they must be starting like, you know, on like the HBO2 West, like leading up to tonight's new episode, you know, they run through them all. Yes. There is at least one or two points now where it fades into the old, like into 1980 or 1990. And uh, Wallace is talking, nowadays Wallace is talking and the 1980 or the 1990 version of him seemed to react to him speaking.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Like, almost like they can hear
0: it. Right. You mean Hayes, though, not Wallace. Wayne, Hay- Wayne Hayes, not Wallace Hayes.
1: Yeah, Wayne Hayes, right.
0: Okay, so everybody, uh, everybody take a sip on that one, too.
1: Right, absolutely. Um,
0: the, <laughs> Wallace know, Hayes he, is not a character.
1: reacting to what he's saying.
0: Yeah. Wait, wait. wait. So, yeah, But no, wait. He's reacting to his own words or somebody else is reacting to what he's saying?
1: So it look there's like a couple of points where it has faded into the old, like into 1980. Yep. And Wayne Hayes in the current is speaking to that woman.
0: Who's oh, the recorder. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yep.
1: And it just like you, as the viewer, are watching it switch to 1980 as his voice trails over it. You mm, know what I mean? Yeah. And Wayne Hayes in 1980, like, it's there's at one point where he's climbing into the Purcell household and he stops on the steps, and he looks back. Right. And it's like he's reacting to his future voice narrating that scene.
0: Right, right, right. So
1: there is, like, I think there's, like, this kind of totally under the element, creepy element that, because it kind of, like, season one was creepy too, but then how dark and creepy and, like, mystical it got really got turned on later in the season.
0: Yes, they really came late, which...
1: I'm ready for that. I think that's going to be happening again in the next couple
0: episodes. Yeah, if it's not not mystical, it's definitely going to be far out there. Like, it's going to be real dirty because it seems like somebody very wealthy has probably paid to steal Julie Purcell, the little girl, and keep her captive for some reason. We don't know if it's super nefarious or just like the true father because there's some thoughts that the Purcell father is not the real father of those children. Um, Yeah. So there's, there's a lot there that wouldn't necessarily be like nefarious other than like you kidnapped... Well, you killed the kid. The kid's dead. The son.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think like that's pretty nefarious. It's harder to get like no, but the Julie piece not nefarious spin on that. Right, but
0: the Julie, the the Julie disappearing piece. You know, because there's the weird scene where um, the wife, um, Amelia Reardon, played by Carmen Izogo.
1: not Carmen Electra,
0: not Carmen Electra. She did not read for this part. I've I've been told sources say. But she's at the girl's home, or the, she's talking to a, a girl who was with Julie, like, when Julie was, like, an adult, like, in 19, 1990 time setting, right? Yeah. And then the, 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 the girl, the, the you know, the the, kind of the, bit, the the extra actor basically said, you know what happens, what they do to girls out here. Like, basically, so is this some, like, stealing little girls, like, fetish, weird, disgusting stuff? Or is it, like, the true-born dad is trying to, like, get his daughter out of that house gone wrong, and the little boy died in the process? Either way, yeah, it's bad. I mean, bad either way.
1: It's done. Like, that's a good show that can leave you with that many, like.
0: Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: I don't know what you're kind of calling them, Strings that are just left open with a couple episodes to go. Like, you know what I mean? That are just, like, yeah. hanging there.
0: They probably have ballpark two and a half hours left to sow up a lot of seeds, right? And right. it could go in a lot of directions. The protagonists could one or both be bad guys from 1990. Um. You know, Absolutely. they could completely never give us the answer because uh, Roland West is not talking and because Hayes can't remember they could be the murderers yes. they could be the murderers of maybe not the little boy but certainly like Dan O'Brien shout out to Dan O'Brien our our pundit not him the one on the show <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay I was gonna say are you what are you about to say about Dan O'Brien <laughs> forgot that <answer. laughs>
0: yeah no our wine wall and dragons um, pundit is also the name of the brother of um Mrs. Purcell on the show yeah so yeah. anyway good times there
1: <laughs> longtime listeners of the show might have been a little concerned when they heard you just dropped that little nugget as a as a quick aside in a review of uh, true detective
0: they're like Stephen Dorff killed Dan O'Brien <laughs> <laughs> Oh the salaciousness of the filibuster freestyle man we won't say we will say anything for clicks yeah <laughs> Fantastic. Maybe maybe fictional characters are killing our actual friends. Who knows? It's crazy. It's crazy.
1: Just 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 link Dan O'Brien in it in that as a headline. So that like, like one person scrolling by on his Facebook feed tonight, you know, who just kind of knows him from high school, like going by like, oh, you wanna hear something crazy? Steven, you know that guy, Stephen Dorf?
0: He killed the actor. Dan he, he tried to kill Dan O'Brien. High school with. <laughs> he threw Dan O'Brien in a quarry. <laughs> oh man, this is taking a turn. I like it. You, we might need to
1: edit this part of the
0: show out. No, no, no. As far as I know, Dan's okay. We have nothing to do with it. And neither does Steven Dorff.
1: Yeah. But
0: this is a like red herring. This is a complete like red herring. This is a red herring of the podcast. It's just It's got nothing to do with nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. Triple negatives. All right. Fun fact, to get, just to get completely off that line of thinking. Yeah,
1: I think we should.
0: Uh, they filmed near the University of Arkansas, but apparently that's where um, the, the the creator Nick Pizzolatto went to college. And when he wrote the episodes, he literally had the Fayetteville Ozarks area in mind for the setting. Okay. So that's kind of cool. They got the film there. Um, another quick hitter. I really like this Amelia Reardon, the wife, the that's her Maiden name Reardon, but the wife of Wayne Hayes, the author. Yeah. Because there's a theory out there that she actually was involved with the disappearance of these kids and or the murder of the boy and that's why she was so good at writing the, the crime novel because she was intimately aware of how it went down. Have you heard the Details. Have you heard this like out there? People are talking I about it. I have
1: not. I have not spent a lot of time chasing down like theories on Yeah, it. I
0: haven't either but I've heard that one. I'd be shocked if that's the case.
1: I would be too.
0: I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Um, but you could
1: play, I mean like I'm open to anything. You could play any of it, you know?
0: Oh yeah, for like, sure.
1: The way they've constructed these characters and everything going on, yeah, uh, that's not that's not like out of the realm of possibility, obviously. For so. sure,
0: no, anything's possible. Can I, let me give you what I think are the two biggest scenes of the year. Okay, and they both happen to be the end of the episodes, which is great stuff. But the the trash guy, the Vietnam veteran guy, Woodward, Woodard? yeah, Woodward, him. Um, setting a landmine up in his house and then they cut to black and you're like, oh my God, what's going to happen next week? Yes. Nuts. And then, of course, they show well, it. Well, that whole shootout scene was And that was shootout that was nuts. Thing. Again, yes. reminiscent of season one. But the fact that they then framed him for the, the disappearance of Julie slash, now they're calling it her death, and faked her death and then obviously blamed the, her brother's death on on him. Yeah. And it seems like unbeknownst, to to Hayes or maybe even maybe even Roland West as well crazy like I never saw that coming like I had to almost be like oh they're literally for spoon feeding me that they set this guy up
1: right because they had made references to it like like in other parts of the show they make careful references to everything before they release the details yes you know what I mean in the show um, yes. but that had been referenced in a couple of conversations previously without you knowing who or what it was.
0: Correct, correct. And then you think about so they pinned a real a real murder and then a disappearance, which they turned into a murder, on a guy who was basically mur- suicide by cop.
1: Yeah. And, and then or they, suicide suicide by a group of angry people who want to come attack
0: you. Well, right, but like he could have lived, but he really wanted Hayes to shoot him. And so he, he yeah, True.
1: Okay, I see what you're just saying. Right, right, right.
0: But anyway. They, that then of course that then of court is a really interesting piece because now this like the town, the state, the county governments and the police departments are in big trouble because Julie surfaces like in a Walmart to steal some oxycontinus or something like that in 1990. Right. Bad deal.
1: <laughs> and then she has the
0: bad bad deal. Bad deal. But then Dan O'Brien, the fictional character, shows up. Yeah. last week and he's talking about this disappearance stuff and I know where she's at and give me seven grand and then the father of the two kids the alleged father because he might not be the real dad uh, Purcell Tom Purcell played by Scoot McNary not Scoot? Scott McNary Scoot McNary okay he decides to go and break into this mansion and they had been alluding to this pink room or this pink princess and the people who had run into Julie when she was older and talked about how she was always Kind of a different person, and and then my man, my man Tom Purcell, basically rolls into what is like a dungeon, with like yeah. a little girl's bedroom that he finds says Julie's name, and then some creep comes up behind him. Well, and that's, that's my second scene of the season.
1: That that creep was is the detective who planted the backpack,
0: yeah. or
1: they accused of planting the backpack. It and was is now the head of security. It was him. Oh yeah, it's definitely. Okay, him. my
0: bad. You you've been paying attention better than I have. Okay, great, got it.
1: Yeah, it's the guy. Remember, they had that conversation with the guy who's now the head of security at that place, and they were like, "Oh, I make that much." And, oh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was saying it was. about okay. the
1: planted backpack. Yeah, it was him.
0: Oh, I, I just misunderstood what his job was. Yes, that's definitely who it was. Okay. Yeah. So that was a hell of a scene too. Because now are we picking up right there this week? Are we picking up somewhere else? Because that was quite the cliffhanger as well.
1: So in terms of like just pure adrenaline or excitement scenes, I think you've nailed
0: those so two. The two. Yeah.
1: But I also think those two scenes just are designed to play out maybe more importantly than they are. Mm-hmm. Like, how much information are you really getting? And, well, obviously in the Tom Purcell situation, like, you're learning something crazy and there's something there. Mm-hmm. But um, with this Indian guy and, and his suicide by cop, that just kind of feels like almost... That's not that important to the overall. I mean, it's so important, but not to the overall mystery of the show. Well, if you well, know what
0: I mean. The only important thing is that it further supports, or it allows us to find out that they covered up and pinned the the, the crime on the wrong person on purpose to potentially yes. abet somebody to steal Julie.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. And to make the uh, make them make the audience. Uh,
0: or the, the town happy. So, yeah, right. To, to, yeah. And so the real, the real story, and we're going to learn this hopefully in the next two two weeks, is a week and a half, whatever, is who the heck wanted Julie and why. I think her mom was in on it for sure. What do you think about that?
1: Mom knows more. But I wonder if mom knows more about Tom just because of the way their, re, their relationship whole thing is afterwards when she's discovered. Um, okay. I think probably I buy into the theory that mom is murdered, but not that she's in on any of this stuff. Just that she knows the truth of it.
0: Yes, I and that's what
1: made her a junkie.
0: Yes, yes, hundred percent. Now, Tom Purcell, and I want to get into the to the to the, the, the African American gentleman with the one eye, with the dead eye as well, because he came back right to the reading in nineteen ninety.
1: But if you remember, too, there's supposed to be multiple of these guys with the dead eye. Didn't they say in one of the episodes, like, there's a few because of something that happened or because of working at the factory or uh, something? Yeah, maybe. That,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. I think there's something. But I believe it was the, the same part. actor. I'm almost positive yeah, it was the okay. same actor. Because it's 10 years later, so obviously he they have him looking older, but I think it's still him. And right. he's, he's genuinely upset, but he also, you know, I, again, like, he was kind of... Is he, my, my, my question is, is that guy a red herring or not, right? And I don't know yet. We don't know yet. But it's a I really interesting I red mean, it herring. It feels
1: like if he was going to be a red herring, there would have been more focus on him. The fact that they dropped him and now brought him back makes it seem like there's an important So I think the
0: right mom knows something. I think he knows something. Yes. I think they both were potentially paid money to help get Julie to whoever was trying to steal Julie. And yeah. I know that it's eating the mom up alive, and I think it's eating this guy up alive, too, because he was pretty pissed at that book reading. <laughs> can
1: I can I add someone who I think knows something? Yeah. Roland.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Well, he, I think Roland 2015 knows than, Roland knows a lot, first of all.
1: And I, yes, and I think he knew, I, I, I think the dad didn't know anything, and I think Roland does um, know something. Okay. How bu- much Roland knows, I don't know, but I think Roland knew something.
0: I buy that, too, man. Absolutely. He knows a little bit, yeah. I feel super bad for the dad. Should I or not? Tom Oh, yeah, 100%. Purcell.
1: I think, I think he's, he's a sympathetic figure. Yeah,
0: he's a good actor. Scoot. Scoot McNairy. He does a
1: good job, yeah. I mean, he sounds like he more like should be playing baseball in the 1940s <laughs> with his name, but uh, he does a good job as Tom Purcell.
0: No doubt. And I like that we basically been getting him right. It took us a little while to get into mid-season form of knowing the actual names of the characters, but good for us. Yeah. Good yeah. for us. All right, where do you think this goes, man? Any bold predictions?
1: No, I am literally saying the best thing I can say about season three is it's making me comfortable with that ride and that not having any idea, but in a good way. Sometimes you can have like seven, you can be seven episodes into a season and and your viewers don't know anything that's going on, but it's not good. Right. Uh, <laughs> like Westworld West 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 comes to mind a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Like well. where you're saying, you're like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm not even interested anymore. Right. You are still hooked and interested and want to know with this, which yes. is, it's done really well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I am a million percent interested in what happens in these next two episodes. And,
1: and it's done well enough that. I know like these threads are going to be tied together, but I'm so bad at that, that making a prediction, and I don't want to feel like an idiot later listening back to how far off I was and being like, No, it's,
0: it's totally fair. I just didn't know if you maybe had anything outlandish. I, Do I don't you th- have a prediction? My only thing, and I already said it, is I'm just just—I'm pretty convinced that we're going to think that... All right, we, well, first of all, we all kind of already think West knows more than he's letting on. and might be a creep. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we're also going to feel that way about Wayne Hayes. I really do. I think. Okay. I think he, especially because right now he's in in the 2015 version of him is, you know, a guy suffering early onset or or just dementia. He's not really early. He's an old guy, but it's a guy who's trying to do the right thing. I I don't think he wants to know the answer to the thing that he forgot. Okay. And I think we're all going to. You think the
1: thing he forgot is that?
0: Like he's a jerk, basically.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: And I think and we're it's gonna, gonna find
1: out that during 1990, he knew more than is letting than he's letting. Yeah, I, they, think a, I think that's I think that's a very possible
0: idea. Yeah, like it's not even a bold prediction. I just think that's like that's gonna be one of the one of the collateral damages of this is we're not gonna like that character from 1990. Okay, like okay. we're gonna we might still feel bad for the old man that he's become because by nature, old demented dudes are sympathetic because they're not playing with their fastball anymore, but. When he realizes, and we realize, whatever he was a part of in 1990, I don't think we're going to like him as much as we do now, which okay. sucks, because he's, he's a likable character. He's a very likable character. I buy it,
1: yeah. I mean, he has his moments, too, where he's, like, really difficult, and yes. you kind of see them, like, especially in his, his relationship with his wife. Yeah, I don't like his home
0: life very much. But it's hard
1: to blame the guy for, considering, like, you know, she took his job and did it better than him, it appears.
0: Also true. You know? Not good when your school teacher, you know... In 1980s love interest, then your wife becomes a better detective than you. Right. <laughs> on the case right. that you're bungling, maybe on purpose, maybe not.
1: Absolutely, 100%.
0: So, yeah, that's my only prediction is that. I, I don't think the wife did it. If she did, i will be shocked. That's just crazy talk. Um, I'm really interested yeah. to see what happens with, to Tom Purcell. I think he's either going he to get shot dead right there or...
1: Oh, I, I think Tom Purcell is dead. Yeah. I mean, and there's been little allusions to it the last few
0: episodes. Okay. Um with what happened to Tom in 1990, you know. Mm, good point. They
1: definitely said that a couple of times.
0: You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I think this is so, the first time you've ever taken me downstairs uh, in your uh, podcasting experience. This is great. Yeah,
1: my dog never usually goes downstairs, and so I was wondering what she came downstairs for just to make sure she didn't come downstairs to, like, throw up anywhere, but she didn't, so.
0: Cool. That's a red herring, too. Nice.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That <laughs> was a red herring. My dog going down <laughs> to the basement. Red herring.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. All right, man, that's all I really got. We got, we got. it's seven o'clock on the East. We got two hours till episode seven, season three, Two Detective. Uh, yep. I'm probably going to have our buddy Dan Ruddle on at some point between now and the finale because he's Jones going to talk about this show. He's in real deep on these internet theories. I got to give him respect okay. for that. Um, I, I'll have to listen to that. I'll have to listen to so that. So we will, but I just didn't feel right not rebooting a series that you and I tried to do four years ago. Right. Um, and, and actually, here's a fun fact for the listeners. Season one in 2014, the filibuster freestyle did not yet exist. Okay. So we could not have done one for season one. There you go. How's yeah, that for the bar- space time? Did continue. the short
1: lived bury the lead live at,
0: live at that time? Yeah, we had done a couple bury the leads, but I don't think we ever talked about uh, True Detective. Okay. Yeah. We were typically, literally, I can remember this. Some of our topics in 2014 were the Ebola breakout. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, what happened in Ferguson, Missouri that summer. Yeah. And, um, oh, it was the original original scare by Fox News of migrants making their way up from Central America through Mexico, little kids, and showing up at the door, and it was a big deal. Okay. And I made the argument that I would rather take kids who can walk their entire way through a hot and dangerous country on foot than all the schlubs here in America who can't even go outside and go to work every day.
1: I I think that's a very, very fair take. Yeah. Also, a lesson we probably learned in 2014— um, poor connection
0: oh yeah no, we're, not, we're, not, we're fine right now
1: ok we're fine it's just the video's gone um, and that would certainly prove to be true if you were trying to do a fun lighthearted podcast maybe tackling the biggest stories that are occurring in the news and your gimmick just being talking about those last uh. <laughs> Yeah. Not as fun as lighthearted as a as, yeah. For as, those of you, for, as you might imagine,
0: yeah. For those of you, for those of you listening, we had this podcast called "Bury the Lead," in which we would talk about the really serious thing at the end, after we yeah. got you all jacked up on like funny things, or hopefully funny things, at right. least inane things, and then we'd be like, and then someone shot down a a plane over Russia, and it turns out it was Russians. <laughs> right,
1: and hopefully you just don't notice how stupid we are and how. Basic, our takes on big news items are because we've been talking about stupid stuff for 25
0: minutes. Right. The good news is that that was the, the you know the brainchild that is allowed for the freestyle to come along. Not that the freestyle Absolutely. is profound in any way, but at least I don't try to make it profound any longer. Right. Exactly. Stay in our lane a lot better than we did in summer of 14.
1: I, I've learned that lesson many times in the past few years. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, it comes with age, just like Roland, just like Wayne Hayes. You know, you might not know, want to know yeah. the answer, but you know more when you're older.
1: Yes, 100%.
0: <laughs> philbusterfreestyle.com. And by the way, I got to put you on the spot. You said you were going to start writing some stuff that we could put on the website. This week you're off. You're off from school. Let's go. All right, all
1: right. I can write something for the
0: website this week. I love it. I love it. First pundit, first author. I love it. All right, Bye. man. Stick around for a minute. We'll catch up. Everybody else, it's the freestyle. You know where to find us. But just in case, Philbusterfreestyle.com. And um, subscribe, for goodness gracious sakes, on on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review, and uh, we would appreciate it very much. All right, Andrew, thanks a lot, buddy. Yup.